0: everybody. Thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Happy November to all of our listeners, our viewers. Uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even YouTube on our, the Katinas YouTube channel. I want to welcome you to the show and uh, let you know that this podcast, uh, for one, it's just a small part of what we do at Katina Ministries. Uh, every day of the week, we have something going on. Um, and two... I want to let you know this podcast wouldn't be possible if it weren't for people like you who are watching, listening, and especially those of you who support us financially and partner with us financially. I want to say thank you to you guys um, and let you know that Your uh, generosity is why we're here doing this podcast, why we're able to do things like our Wednesday Zoom prayer on Facebook, our monthly live stream, The Gathering. All of those things are because of you, and so Mm -hmm. thank you. And if you're out there listening and you want to know more about becoming a partner with Katina Ministries, the best way to do that is to visit thekatinas.com, and you'll find more information there. So thanks in advance for doing that. Today, we are back in the office. Uh, we're in a little bit different location. Some of you may recognize it from uh, other content that the Katinas do, but we're still in the office, and I'm joined by my dad, Joe, and my Uncle James. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Thanks like for having this. me. I
1: like this setup. Yeah, I don't nice. know. We're trying it out. We'll, <laughs>
0: see, uh, we'll see how we feel about it. Um, today, we're recording this on November 1st. Wow which is obviously a a new month, but it's Mm -hmm. also a special day for the Katina family. Yes, Um, It's the birthday of my Uncle Yeti, Mm -hmm. who he's working hard on some uh, stuff for the upcoming Christmas tour right now. But uh, Uncle Yeti, just want to wish you a happy birthday. Yes. uh, Let you know. Me personally, I'm thankful to have an uncle like you, somebody who uh, is always in my corner. I can think think in my head right now of, of times where You know, I I just needed a voice um, who I respected to encourage me. Mm. And it's your voice that I've heard many times throughout Mm. my life. So I'm thankful for you today. I want to wish you a happy birthday.
2: Happy birthday, Yeti. I think it's... uh ironic that it's us three on the keyboard here. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. is that is that for Uncle Yeti? Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yep. And as you said, Uncle Yeti is right now in the studio, mm. um, just working hard, like he always does, to uh, get us ready for the Christmas tour, and I think, I don't know, I, I, I like to... Uh, I don't know. I, I like to pull stories from things that are actually happening. I think it's appropriate. Uh, probably uh, a lot of people don't. I mean, when they see the Katinas and they hear us, man, you guys are when they do say you sound good and you're improving. We're very appreciative of that uh, uh, I am appreciative of that. Uh, But I think the guy who probably doesn't get the credit that he deserves because he's his hand literally is in the sound more than any one of us is Uncle Yeti. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Yeti, if you're listening to this, uh, I hope you know that we uh, that I see you. I hear you. I love you. I appreciate you. And uh, thank you. Thank you, bro, for the blessing you are in my life.
1: I agree, Joe. Yeti. Uh you are you are an imp- important factor <laughs> mm-hmm. to this this whole thing, you know, um to the Katinas uh as as a ministry, as a band, but we all know those of you who do know you, uh you have an impact well beyond um this ministry as mm-hmm. well. And so we celebrate you today. You are uh, someone that, um, you know, people hear us say all the time: "Love God, love people." Mm-hmm. And 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 Yeti, I, I think your life is uh, the epitome of that. Yeah, uh, I, I do love just seeing you and your example and how you how you honor God and and how you love people. Mm-hmm. Um, someone I think it was it was John. Uh, we were together earlier today and. And he said, you know, one example is, you know, we're on planes, airplanes every week, and uh, usually for whatever reason, Yeti is kind of in the front row, and everyone else is kind of spread out, and we could just see at, at some point on that flight, Yeti is engaged in conversation with a person who more than likely he just met. Mm-hmm. Um, you love people so well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I I know that firsthand. So I celebrate you, brother.
2: I think another thing about Yeti, one of the many things is, you know, in our culture, when you you uh, we always had an uncle or aunt who would be that one who would give us money, like whether it be a dollar (laughs) bill or five dollar bill. And I try to do that, but I can't do it all the time. I'm swear, Uncle Yetzi yeah. does it all the time. Yeah, with, man. He, he I has always a catch. Ready him, and he—it's not, like not, like not like he's trying to show it, but when we're leaving, I always see him go give that. We call it that Pentecostal handshake. <laughs> it's a shake with a bill <laughs> in there to in the nephew palm. or niece. <laughs> yeah. And uh, man, I know that uh, that's just uh, who he is. He's yep. a giver. He's he so loves great. loves well. Yep.
0: Happy birthday, Uncle! Happy birthday. Um, well dad Uncle James so this morning like I said we're recording this on November 1st I feel like I woke up this morning and maybe it's just me but I felt like this sense of maybe uh stress but also excitement for these the end of the year for for us for the yeah. Katinas. I feel, maybe I woke so I woke up this morning and every morning I take my dog out uh to walk first thing in the morning it was it's probably the coldest morning we've had all year yeah and i felt like wow there's something different in the air <laughs> and then i realized it's november and uh like what uncle yeti's working on right now is stuff for the upcoming christmas tour which is we're very excited about and we're i think really going to start preparing um for that here in the next few days um But before the Christmas tour, we do have another thing that I'm really excited about. It's the premiere of the Katina's Love God, Love People documentary. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to have a premiere here in Franklin, Tennessee at the Franklin Theater next Monday, the 6th. Um, And it's going to be available online for people to watch uh, live with us if they can't make it here to Franklin. You can get your tickets for that at thekatinas.com. But I figured we've kind of hinted about this documentary for, it feels like years now. Yeah. Yeah, And we've talked about it on the podcast. And, uh, I feel like since this will be our last pod before it's shown to the world, I just wanted to spend some time talking about what this documentary means to you guys and what this premiere means to you guys. So we've never done a movie premiere before. (laughs) And, uh, my cousin caitlin and mm-hmm. courtney they've put in a lot of work to yeah. put this this yeah. event together <laughs> it's going to be a unique thing for you guys and we're going to there's going to be a lot of people from the last 35-ish years that have been um a part of your guys's journey there and i'm excited to see all of them for sure but i want to ask you guys going into your first movie premiere yeah what are you excited about what are you nervous about
1: well, I, I want to first say that I absolutely agree with you. This being the start of November, new month, I'm both excited and 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 anxious. Mm-hmm. You know, with the the stuff that that's coming up. You know, our plate is full, and the documentary um, yesterday when we were out, uh, Levi was getting candy and yeah. all that. We uh, we were with Levi's very best buddy. Uh, his name is Oliver and uh and and his parents and so we've just become new friends with with uh, Oliver's parents and we were we were talking about the documentary and I, I did find myself just being really excited and this just like looking forward to uh the next few weeks and then then definitely the tour coming up. I think when it comes to the documentary, um as you said Josh, this has been in the making. We we were trying to get a more accurate count but it's been at least six years okay and probably longer as far as when we initially talked about the idea of of sharing our story in in film or documentary form Mm -hmm. so um and i'll be honest there (laughs) there were times in this six-year period where i was like man is this ever gonna get done? Is Mm -hmm. it ever going to come out? Are we ever going to, you know, uh, share this with the world? And so I think that's, that's probably a big part of my excitement. Yeah. It's this thought that, man, we're finally going to put it out there. And so with that excitement, there's some nervousness too because, uh, like you said, we've never done this before, but, uh, I'm, I'm actually proud of the entire team you know i'm proud of my brothers and how we uh we we stuck to it we you know we we had to redo some things because some of the stuff that we we recorded it was like okay we we just got to redo it yeah. so we stuck with it and big shout out to uh to two people uh mm-hmm. mostly and that's our our he's he's like a brother to us matt swanson mm-hmm. Um, and then our friend uh, Mike Everett, who uh, was the producer, the director, and his team, uh, Creation Lab, putting this whole thing together. So this is a, a labor of love, um, and I know we're going to get into it. But I'm I'm just really um, excited to see the reaction of of our cousin community, and then people around the world because anyone who's followed the katinas for any period of time know us for our music and you've probably seen us lead worship at a church but this is really 90 minutes of us telling the story of not just the katinas the band but the family yeah. and i'm i'm just uh, I'm, I'm curious to see uh how people react to the story
2: yeah the, the documentary josh I for sure no it's been at least 10 years 10 years uh we actually re like uncle james said we redid the interviews because uh i think we did reread redid them recently and but recently was maybe a year and a half ago because the original ones were 10 years ago and we just thought, man, We've we don't
0: put our gray hair in this. <laughs> no, <I> ex- absolutely. <laughs> totally.
2: We don't know when this is coming out. And many times it was a unique project because obviously we don't we're not in the film making industry. Right. So we don't know how to do timelines or if you do timelines. Uh, and I agree with uh, Uncle James, uh, Matt Swanson, Mike Everett. Uh, let me say this, the this documentary to me is a it's just a microcosm. Of what life looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you have a dream, and I know for me, I feel like I'm responsible to make it happen. And that's part of my problem sometimes. Mm -hmm. This thing was like birthed. uh, I remember Mike approaching us years ago and said, Man, I really think that you guys should tell the story of your dad you know, uh, being an alcoholic and accepting Jesus. And and he said this more than one on one occasion. If If one person can come to know Jesus through your dad's life story, I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Mike, but I'll just tell you, I feel like there's other ways where we can spread the gospel, you know, and one more than one person. But he had this vision and we said, yeah, let's do this. So it was on again, off again, on again, off again. But I really think, in the times where I felt like it was off, it was just part of the process mm-hmm. yeah. as many things are in life. Yeah, true. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up. <clears throat> and then Monday when we release it, it's just part. It's not like this is it and it's over. Yeah, right. It's just a part of the story. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, I hope people enjoy it. And like uncle James said, I am anxious to like, what's the response going to be? Mm-hmm. Because we are in the entertainment industry And I'm very proud of uh, the people, uh, not just the five of us who uh, along the way, you know, the Creation Labs team, there's other people that we don't even know who had a part in this. We may never meet them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, I believe that come Monday, and again, long after that, every time somebody watches this documentary, they don't see all the the work that went in behind it, and I'm am I'm, I'm proud and I'm thankful that you know I don't know if we'll ever make another movie or documentary, but we did it once, and uh, I do want to thank as well Caitlin and Courtney and you, uh, our team behind the scenes uh, that are helping us to uh, release it to the world. You know I'm not sure if it'll ever go huge and get more coverage than than it does on Monday and weeks after, but I'm proud that we have a part of this, that we have this story to tell, and I'll finish with this about the documentary. I'm thankful that one day Josiah, my grandson, Mm -hmm. who's five months right now, maybe when I'm gone, or maybe at 10 years old or 18 when he cares about what his grandpa did and like, what did he do? He'll have something to watch, Mm -hmm. and in 90 minutes it can give him a a snapshot of... This is who your grandparents. This is who your uncles. This, uh, your great. Your. Uh, this is who your family is.
1: I'm yeah. grateful for that, and it's where he comes from.
0: Yeah, right. that's cool. That's so awesome. Cool. I I think um, after our meeting earlier this week with the whole team about the documentary, I spent some time thinking about <clears throat> our uh, just who our family is, and you, this documentary essentially is is our story, your guys's story. And it's a story that I've heard a lot, bits and pieces throughout my whole life, but it's never been something that we've really uh, put out for the whole world to see like this is the purpose of this event is for you guys to hear our story. Mm -hmm, And in our meeting, I think I sensed... um, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong about this, but there were some things that I sensed from you guys that was almost shame. Hmm. like Humility is a huge part to me of what it means to be a Katina. I've, from being young, I was told, be humble, it's not about you, it's about mm-hmm. others, mm-hmm. Um, others before yourself, all things that are good. Um, but I do think that there's some unsaid messages that get conveyed when you're young through that and i think that humility can sometimes lead to shame unfortunately mm-hmm. and i sense that with you guys yeah maybe i'm wrong but i i i think that it comes from the fact that this documentary i mean And this premiere, I know you, Dad, you were a little nervous about, should we all show up together? Like, should we make a big deal about it? And my answer was, yes, you should. This Mm -hmm. is the documentary. This is the Katina's life story. This is about you guys Mm -hmm. in a a way. Mm -hmm. I know that the goal is not to glorify ourselves, but there is an element of of the documentary. It is about you guys. And Mm -hmm. um, it's not your guys' default, I think, to lean into that to lean into this is about us which i think that's a strength and a weakness yeah but i want to ask you am i right at all about do you feel any sort of um maybe it's just pure humility but i think (laughs) maybe there's some shame in there too what what Uh, do you guys think
2: oh josh you know me and you know us better than than most and i would have to say absolutely right um that's I'm glad you're bringing this up on this podcast because it's I won't speak on behalf of my brothers I'll speak on behalf of myself i that's something that i I am working on it's a character defect that of shame like well, I don't deserve this attention. What if it's not good enough? Is it good enough? Are we good enough and I'm being more vulnerable than I'd like to on a podcast, but that's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's I don't live there like I used to, but I still I still battle it. Like, well, let's not make a big deal. And some of that is humility, some of it is shame, and I think that's the thing about humility and shame. At least for me, I'm not a therapist or counselor, but I think that uh, again, uh, uh, motive is what is what uh, can, I think can uh, separate the two. And sometimes my, uh, my motives get unclear uh, about, because I think what shame, does, well, I know, shame keeps, uh, f- for me, from really celebrating something. Shame keeps me from uh, uh, accepting, acceptance of mm-hmm. the applause. Yeah. Uh, shame keeps me, I think, in, in er- other areas from trying new things because, well, what if I fail? Yeah. I don't, yeah. do I really need to try that? I'm good. So maybe for somebody that's watching or listening, maybe you battle. It, this resonates with you. And as I'm working through the process of asking God for healing in that area of my life, hey, let's come on the journey of that. We don't need to live in shame. I don't need to live in shame. Yeah. If I if I don't choose to.
1: Yeah. No, I I, I agree, Joe, and, and and this is one of the reasons why I am grateful that we we have um, our family mm-hmm. and, and our kids working with us. because and, and hopefully it speaks to the progress that we are making. In because, because the issue of shame and um, the blurred lines of, of shame and humility, it's, it's, it's not just your defect, Joe. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a family defect. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel strongly about that. Mm-hmm. So the progress is that we're at yeah. least acknowledging it number 1 that it 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 does exist. Will we will I ever be free from the shame? I don't know, but but I I'm willing to at least celebrate that hey, I'm acknowledging that it exists. Yeah. I want to get better. I I feel like in some ways I get better. There's times when I'm I'm right back to that mm. childhood mm-hmm. shame. Yeah. So that's progress. And um and I don't know, you know, how long we, we're going to be together as this band, as a ministry. But maybe, you know, God just worked it out where in this area He says, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use your kids. I'm gonna use mm-hmm. your family to just help you guys yeah. and mm-hmm. just keep, you know, because it's not. Um, I, I don't think we're we're in denial of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I I think that sometimes it's it's just. Accepting the fact that this is part of our life's journey yeah. and the things that are real and honest, and as a matter of fact, I think people will probably sense some of that in the story.
0: Yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good. I'm so glad you said that, Uncle James. It brought it reminded me of something. Uh, I just last week I finished reading um, a book called "Man's Search for Meaning." By Victor E. Frankel. Have you guys heard of or read that book? No. So he, he's a. He, Victor Frankel was a Holocaust survivor um, and psychologist. And he wrote this. It's a famous book called Man's Search for Meaning. Um, and one of the things that I took away from the book was he talked about when you're able to name what's causing your depression or name that you have depression yeah. or name your shame or name your fear mm. the moment you can name it it loses its power over wow. you and I think I to, I take that or I think that you're taking from that Uncle James is saying that well we're acknowledging that this is something that we struggle with yeah. and I think that moment of acknowledgement can it, it, it takes away the power of that shame love it and, Josh I mean yeah
2: I, I mean amen 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 that's biblical right yeah. and but sometimes at least for me my faith journey is sometimes theology is just bad my theology and my interpretation yeah. of uh, certain scriptures was bad i remember you know the bible when the bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue so i took that as only speak life which means only speak good things but as, you, as we all know, as we live life, wholehearted living, yeah. life is not just good things. Life is death. Yeah. Life is divorce. Life is depression. Life is uh, addiction. Life is failure. Life is success. Life is progress. Life is all of it. So I'm not blaming anyone for my theology, that, but I just thought, oh, only don't speak about that because that's death. Death is deceit. Death is lying. Death is denial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember after when I started, you know, I got a mentor, and I, I remember started calling him and telling him some things that I never talked about. And he said this to me. He said, Joe, remember this. It's the things that we don't talk about that will kill us.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Wow. That was mind-blowing to me. Yeah. No, I'm not saying you go talk about everything to the everybody, but find a space Find a, a place and pray for somebody that you can go to or a place you can go to to tell the truth of what, what we don't want to talk about mm. the shame. Yeah, um, I would venture to say that most people listening, most people watching, you you battle shame that's not a judgmental statement or projecting. You're human, mm-hmm. right? We all have. What's the, one of the, at least in our generation, what was the, one of the most common phrases that we heard from somebody was, shame on you. Mm. (laughs) yeah, Shame on you. And I'm here to say, no. (laughs) Reverse that curse. No shame on you. No shame on me. Speak the truth. The truth will set set you free.
1: That's good. I, I think what's interesting about, this conversation, Mm -hmm. um, is we are performers, right? That's, Mm -hmm. that's what we do. Mm -hmm. We perform on stage in ministry. And this is not theology, but in ministry you're performing, you know, you're always on, you, you Mm -hmm. take a stage, you're behind a mic. And, uh, I'm just speaking for myself. Sometimes the lines get blurred, Mm -hmm. you know, when, be, because you're a performer, and this is what you've been raised in, uh, just a a performance-driven life, that, like you were saying, Joe, the the thing that can kill you is a, is the stuff that you don't talk about or acknowledge, and I I would venture to say that that people in the performance industry, that's that's a big that's a that's it's a it's a it's a real struggle, yeah. you know, because um, as a performer, you're only in a way you're just taught to have the the positive the the good light shine on you, and and anything that is not good and light um, don't don't talk about it, right. you know. So it really just becomes a very one-sided kind of living, mm-hmm.
0: and, and that's not healthy. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, going back to that book, Man's Search for Meaning, the author, he he talks about how a majority of human life, like you were talking about, Dad, he says, this is his thought, a majority of human life is suffering, mm, mm. Wow. whether it be um, active suffering mm-hmm. or passive suffering. It's a part of life, suffering Mm. is, and obviously he's influenced by his experience in the Holocaust. I think he spent six years in concentration camps, the epitome of suffering, Mm. and his philosophy is that the suffering is not good or bad, it's neutral, and that you have to find meaning in the suffering for it to become a positive influence on your life mm. and he he gave one example of this was later in his life he eventually became a therapist after he was liberated from the concentration camps and um he would work with people who uh were suffering obviously mm. and he had one uh, patient an an elderly man who was married for 50 years more than 50 years and his wife died um while he was at an old age, obviously, but he was still living without his wife. And it had been a few years since his wife has, had passed and he was still depressed about the passing of his wife. And so he came into um, the author of this book and it told him, I feel like I'm just suffering every day. Um, I don't have any meaning in my life without my wife anymore. Mm. And the 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 author told him, well, Maybe you can shift your perspective that there is meaning to your suffering. Mm-hmm. because And he, he encouraged the client to think of it like this. The suffering that you're experiencing now is the price that you're paying so that your wife never had to experience that. Your wife never had to live without you. Mm-hmm. And so you're paying a price so that your wife could live her life and die with her husband. Yeah. Um, and so in a sense, there is a meaning to your suffering. Yeah. And that was an effective change of attitude for his mm-hmm. client. And I just think suffering and maybe that word is too dramatic for some things, but I feel like it shows growth yeah. for us individually that we can acknowledge our suffering, acknowledge our flaws yeah. and find meaning in them in some way. So Man, that's again so
2: good. again, very biblical. Yeah. In Romans where it says, we rejoice in the hope of our God, but also in our suffering. Mm -hmm. Why? Because suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Mm -hmm. And as human beings, we all want hope. We all want, I want hope. God, give me some hope today. Do I know that hope comes from suffering? I don't, I forget that. And I don't, and the thing is, we don't have to look for suffering suffering is, is all here. around yeah. us mm-hmm. what's happening in the Middle East what's happening here um, in, in America in our country there's suffering all around us and I say this to myself as I say this is that as we pray God bring us hope bring us hope God's like I am hmm. yeah are you willing am I willing to walk the road of suffering that leads to hope okay. suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope so maybe you're in the midst of of suffering right now. God's with you. You're not alone. And if you keep going, yeah. You'll get to hope. Yeah. Don't give up.
0: Yeah. It's good, dad. Um thanks for talking about that with me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited about this documentary. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope that people can see the the victory and also the suffering that yeah. um your guys' story has to offer and I do believe that like Mike Everett said, I do believe that there's someone out there who's going to watch this mm-hmm, and it's going to yeah. change their life. Thank you. I really Josh. believe that, and so mm-hmm. thanks for
2: pointing out that uh, what you <laughs> sense too. Just the shame. It's good for yeah. it's good for me to hear because you know, as Uncle said, we're I don't know, will we ever be totally free? I don't know, but hopefully, less and less and mm-hmm. less until
0: we get to eternity, less shame. Yeah. yeah. Let me. Uh, we have a little bit of time for. More discussion. I'll change the subject completely. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I figured I'd start off. So where the NBA season has started, <laughs> and we haven't talked Stressful. about it yet. Stressful, we haven't talked man. about
2: it in a whole month.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just started. The Lakers are two and two. We're yeah, already
2: we're already better than yes, our start was last
0: year. Um, well,
2: wait. We got to play. Uh, eight more games. We got to win to make look. sure we're not yeah. two and ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: we got to win one of our next yeah. eight, and we'll have a better start. Well, we
1: we probably started off what zero and
0: four. 0 and I think 5. we were zero and four, but yeah. but our first we're, twelve we're season, first twelve games of the season, we were two and ten. Last I love year. how we yeah. talk.
2: We we call us we. Yeah,
0: yeah. The oh, Lakers is was we. we. Yeah. How do you get? How do you guys feel about the start of this NBA season and? Uh, what are your hopes for the Lakers this year?
1: <laughs> Man, I, I mean, I think I think Rob Palenka, I think he's done a, a good job mm-hmm. in the offseason, addressed issues. One thing that he did do that wasn't done, I would say, in the three or four seasons prior, I, I felt like every season after the bubble championship, we would just overhaul the team yeah. um, with the exception of, of braun and ad yeah and i i'm like why it's so i feel like they at least brought the core back mm-hmm. ad braun reeves Dilo, Rui, you know vando, vando. Mm-hmm. and so you know vando's hurt right now i i i, I think that chemistry you need like two years to. I mean, look look at what Denver's done. Yeah, that team and that that that's well, been that's a good example. Six They've or been seven together, years. Malone. Yeah, right. I mean, how many how many coaches have we had in the last three four years? Right. It's just yeah, that kind lot. of thing. And I, I, I guess there's whatever. It's it's the the stats and and different things, data that they look at, but. There's something to be said about just being patient and building chemistry. I don't think we need four superstars. We've got enough superstars, and we have a nucleus now, and and then we have a good group of new guys. Mm -hmm. So it might take a month or two to to see, but I'm feeling, and of course I'm hopeful, that uh, it's not going to be a repeat of last year. We ended the, the year great. Yeah but it's going to be a lot of winning but building that
0: chemistry. Yeah. I think talking about continuity, mm-hmm. uncle. Yeah. I I think I'm officially going to say that it was a mistake to fire Frank Vocal. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I hmm. don't love I love Darvin Ham yeah. as a human being, not as a coach. <laughs> yeah. I, and when we were playing Phoenix the other night and <laughs> yep. Vogel was I coaching, I was thinking, man, if we had just kept Vogel yep. and built a team with him, because he exactly. already proved he could win a championship, totally. we'd be in year five, four or five of Vogel now, and yeah. I feel like we'd have more of an identity. Ham, I just feel like he's – and he might be a good coach, but he's still just like yeah. – He's trying to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, he has still. no history with right. these guys other than yeah. last year, which wasn't great, anyways. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I, I agree yeah. with you. I, I'm glad we have some continuity to the team, but I Just wish be patient we yeah. had kept Vogel. But yeah, anything, Dad? <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts? I know you. Yeah, yeah. You said you're maybe not going to start watching. Until- <laughs> well, no.
2: So I had a revelation the other night. Not to sp- over spiritualize this. I feel like as I'm getting older, I felt like. My my perspective on sports was wrong because I always I, I don't know. For me, at least for now, I kept thinking, well, if we ain't going to win championships, why am I following? Hmm. Cause, and I felt like that. So we're all USC fans. We're all Lakers fans. <laughs> <USC>. <laughs> well, and we're all, you know. And so and then but then I thought to myself, dude, is there a bigger meaning for sports than just a championship? And for me right now, yes. Hmm. So, because I I had to repent from my, I'm not watching. Like, first of all, the Lakers don't care if I watch or not. (laughs) Nobody cares. So why do I watch? And it's changed. I think the reason why I follow sports now is with the connection for me and my sons and my nephews and my brothers. I hope we win. And uh, if if I can't handle the losing from night to night, just don't watch. But I don't. I mean I'll just go on I don't think we're winning a championship. Mm, I don't. I thought USC was gonna win and go to at least the playoffs. We got a big failure. But what kind of fan am I if I'm like only when we win? Yeah. Yeah. So I think again, I'm not projecting this on anyone else though either, but I figured if hey, the other night when the Lakers were playing, I didn't think we're gonna win that game, Uh but I realized, man, I hope we win, but really what this is about is me staying connected with all of you guys, whoever's on. And it's all the same. It's only me, you, Uncle John, (laughs) (laughs) Uncle James, Uncle Jesse, Uncle Xander, Zion. Dan, how come you don't (laughs) get on that thread? I was going to say. Oh, BG's
1: on there. BG's on there. Speaking of the thread, and to your point, like, hey, the the Lakers don't care what we think, right? (laughs) But there's two, and and we won't mention names. I would just say it's not the keyboard player but there's two other guys in the catinas. they drown that thread with just whining and complaining and like acting like you know the lakers care what they think the the play should be called and but it's it is funny I, I agree with you joe i i do think in the grand scheme of things the lakers are not i mean we have what 17 banners that's yeah. that's historic already So we're not gonna win every year, but I think that's what sports does. That's the magic of sports. When you become you know fandom, right? Mm -hmm. When you become a fan, you're just you're you're in the whole thing. And enjoy enjoy
2: and defeat. Enjoy that we're even relevant. The (laughs) Lakers like we can win any night, yeah, but we can lose any night, and that's why we watch. And hey, come June. Whoever's there, if it ain't the Lakers, I ain't watching. Yeah. <laughs> so well,
0: um, I, I was actually thinking about this because, you know, I grew up a Steeler fan because yeah. of you, Dad, and you, Uncle James, Uncle John and his boys are mm-hmm. Steeler fans too. We haven't won a Super Bowl in fifteen years. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a long it's been a time. While. It's been a long yeah. time. Like I was a young kid yeah, last yeah. time. But every Sunday, uh-huh. I wake up and yeah. man, I hope the Steelers yeah. win today. Steelers win. This could be, and you. I, we're not winning one this yeah. year. I don't think we're winning one I, next year. Pickett,
2: is he the guy to take us yeah. to the Super Bowl? So we find our defense is good. Oh, T.J. Watt, he oh, could yeah. be defensive oh, player of the when's year. the Last time we talked about the quarterback,
0: what six is, years. Yeah. Like
2: we don't. Have, I mean, Kenny Pickett, he'll, yeah. he'll 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 be good. But anyways, I, I don't want to get off track. So my revelation was, dude, enjoy the fellowship. Yeah. If, you're, if it frustrates you too much, turn the TV off. Get off the thread. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you don't have to listen to John Springs. and Jesse say oh they're trash
0: i will say the only eli's on that thread yeah, yeah. the only time i hear from eli is when the lakers lose Oh, yeah. <laughs> lakers then lose uh-huh. in our face okay bro. shout Thanks out Eve. i'm glad eli's part of the community <laughs> yes, as well exactly. he's but, in there. Uh, i don't know i I'm, I'm excited i'll finish with this i i don't know if it's going to happen or not um but I do have a dream. I like to ask people about their dreams. I do have a dream of going to LA in uh, February to see the unveiling of Kobe Bryant's Let's statue. Go. And, we got to do it. Um,
2: it'll be outside, right? Like, yeah, in it'll front be of the outside, arena with the right rest the of the game. Um, we we talked it about with the so game? we got we got. Yeah, look there's a game that.
0: that night. I think I think we're playing the Celtics actually. Oh. But, so
2: for a thousand bucks, you it, can yeah. get a ticket
0: is
1: it early February. <laughs> it's uh, February
0: eighth, two eight oh. twenty four. So it's
1: oh, wow. Kobe and let's Gigi's
0: uh, jersey number, and that's a weekday. Love, love it. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm just hoping that an executive is watching this. I think today. we said it was hey, Thursday. Man, let's or look for, these guys up. Yeah, I would
0: love to go and um, even if we cool. don't get to go to the game, I yeah. would love to just see the statue because I feel like you, I've Josh. been my whole life. You know, Lakers are one of those organizations where they give statues to players who mean a lot to the organization. Mm -hmm. And I think well before he retired, everybody knew eventually Kobe Bryant's going to have a statue. Um, Unfortunately, he's not going to be there for the unveiling. Um, But I've been thinking about this statue since I was probably in high school now. So I would like to be there for that. And I would especially like to be there with you guys. Yeah. So. Let's go Let's Let's, let's do it. make the dream A reality A reality man Alright Well we have a lot To do today A lot to do this week guys And um, I'm excited For the end of this year And I want to thank you guys For being here Man thanks for having me Josh Thank,
1: thank, you, thank you Josh Love you buddy Love you guys man. You're killing it man thank
2: Crushing
0: you. it I'm man. glad you're going On a Christmas tour this year Oh yeah I'll yes. be there BG's coming BG, BG. It's gonna be on yeah. To those of you listening Thank you for tuning in We'll be back With more episodes soon Have a great day.